Your capacity to believe will never catch up to God's ability to perform. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. And today on the show, we have Stephen Furtick. And this quote just really rocks my world, I have to be honest with you. It is amazing because... We limit God so much. And I know I talk about this often. It's because this is something that God has been working on me so much is that my thoughts, they limit God. And we don't even realize what we're doing a lot of times, what we're thinking and how it limits God. It puts a cap on him and like, and just for what he can do in our lives because we don't believe. And so, you know, we can never outbelieve what God can do. He is limitless. And when we get that through our minds and in our heads and start to really believe it about our lives, things will start to change. We are not limited. We are not stuck because God is so big and so mighty and so powerful. And this is part one of a three-part message on his sermon entitled, Unblock It. Here's Stephen. Quick survey. How many of you use social media? Hands. Hands. Okay. Put them down. Isn't it amazing how Paul and his boys got the gospel out so well and didn't even have YouTube? What do you think it's going to be like if we meet Paul in heaven and he looks at what we got done in our day compared to what he got done on a donkey in his day? with our planes and trains and automobiles and Snapchat and Facebook and Pinterest. Just an exciting time to get the gospel out. Wouldn't you agree? Where somebody in Cincinnati or Tokyo could watch online and illegally pirate some of my… some of the free resources that we've made generously available for believers across the world. And, uh, it's a cool time, man. I mean, I just don't take it for granted. I don't take it for granted that we get to reach like we get to reach, how long our arms are in this day. And uh, to him, a much is given, much is required. So I'm kind of nervous if I ever get to meet Paul, if I get to heaven, and I'm sure he's going to be there. If I make it and we get a chance to interact, I'm going to be kind of timid when I walk up to him because uh, with everything that I have at my disposal compared to everything that he had at his disposal, I, I don't know if I want to. Uh, I don't know if I want to give an account for it. But but I want to maximize. How many want to maximize the time you've been given, the resource you've been given? And, and see what God can do through you. And Paul is getting the gospel out at an incredible rate of speed considering the limitations that he faced, not only the illegality of proclaiming the Christian message where he went, which didn't seem to stop him. We get all worried about religious liberty in a democracy. Paul was under a Caesar that would take your head off for preaching it, but somehow he still got it out. He would not be stopped. He was unstoppable because he served a God who was unlimited. And I hear him saying in this passage that there's more to be done. I hear him saying in this passage that there is no cap, ceiling, limitation, or lid on what God is able to do. And you'll remember last week, because you were all here. You come every week. You don't skip church ever. But we were talking about how he is able to do immeasurably more or above and beyond what we ask or imagine. 
And one thing that I said in one of the worship experiences is that your ability to believe or your capacity to believe will never catch up with God's ability to perform. And that's true of you and that's true of our church. We will never be able to imagine a, 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 a scenario wherein we are getting the gospel out that God is not capable of exceeding. And, uh, and yet Paul is frustrated because this unchained gospel, this unlimited God, seems to have been confined in some way. Again, how many use uh, social media of any kind, just any kind, even if you only use it every once in a while? Uh, how, how many of you particularly have ever… Because I use social media. I, I love using it sometimes. And I like sometimes going on and reading the comments. I have to be in a certain mood because <laughs> if I do it late at night, I might respond in a way that is not a blessing. It, you know, but most of it's nice. Most people are very encouraging. It's always like one out of 200, but it's that one. It's that one. I found for me, and maybe I'm a negative person, but it's that one. But there, there's a tool that's really helpful to me anyway. I found it on Instagram. Here's my little Instagram profile where I post inspirational tidbits, and there I am right there. You can follow me if you want. I'm not trying to plug anything right now, y'all. I'm just using a sermon illustration, at Stephen Furtick. But you could <laughs> I, was, I was reading this um, comment a couple weeks ago, and I remembered how much I love this one button, because sometimes I like to go through, and I, I really don't always go on there and see everything everybody puts, but, uh, but sometimes I do, and, I, and sometimes I get to respond to people. That's cool, but I forgot how useful this one button um, could be, and I'm going to show it to you. Let's see who's made a comment here. Okay, here's Meredith Brock. Do you know Mac Brock? He's a worship leader who used to wear the hat all the time, and then he cut his hair off. His wife's name is Meredith. I love Meredith. She commented, and I'm just going to do this because I love Meredith, and she won't be offended by this. But um, do you see this this function? This button is right at the top. Do you see what it says? Block user. And I'm going to do this just as an illustration, Meredith. Just as an illustration, I'm going to block Brock. Just for a minute. And then it says, look at this. It wants to know, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Can I tell you how good that feels to my soul every once in a while? Because, you know, some people will get on saying crazy things. I even had somebody say something crazy about my kid a few weeks ago on Instagram. Yes, I did. And my baser instincts told me to do something more drastic. But I, I was good about it. I didn't say anything back. I just blocked them. You would not. How many of you have ever had to use the block button? Have you ever had to block somebody? Doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it feel powerful just to block some? Just to, you know what? I don't have to read what you. This is my feed, and I don't have to hear what you have to say. Just to block. Just to. Blo 
Just do it one time. Just pretend. Just get that person on your mind. Wouldn't it be nice if in real life people had a block button right there on their forehead? Everybody you worked with, wouldn't it be cool if there was a block button right there on their mouth? I'm a long way from 2 Corinthians 10. And now you can say whatever you want, but I won't see it. I won't hear it. It's very convenient for me to not have to be exposed to the comments that I don't want to see. And I was thinking about the fact that a lot of people who come to church here have inadvertently blocked the Word of God. I set you up for that, and you didn't even see it coming. I slid right in. So the title of my message, because the Word of God is coming to you, and the peace of God is coming to you, and the power of God is coming to you, and I want to encourage you to unblock it. What happens in our lives is that God speaks to us in all kinds of ways. and Well, some of the things that he says to us we like, and some of the things he says to us are encouraging, and some of the things that he says to us are uplifting. And so we scroll through that, and even when you come to church, you know, certain things the preacher preaches sound really good. And when he tells you you can make it, and when he tells you to keep your head up, and when he tells you that there's nothing too hard for God, and when he tells you that your setback is a setup for a miracle, it sounds real good. And so you scroll through that, and I like that. Ooh, double click that. I like that. But then you come up on something that God speaks. And it doesn't feel so. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to double click this, this uh, particular word. And so here's what you do you, you block it. You block it. Now, you don't say you block God. Who's going who's gonna to admit that they block God from their heart? The Corinthian church claimed to be opposing Paul. And so they started blaming Paul. You know, uh, they started saying all kinds of reasons that they weren't going to follow Paul. But it really wasn't Paul they had a problem with. Through Paul, God was challenging the Corinthian church to a greater faith. He was challenging them to step away from petty Christianity, self-centered consumer Christianity. And as Paul was proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, there was a lot of it that they liked. They like that forgiveness stuff in their feed. They like that favor of God that God bestows upon us graciously. They, they, they love that part. But, but then Paul steps up and challenges them to repent of some attitudes and to incline their hearts in some ways that may be hard. And, and they, they block God. Now, here's the thing. As they're blocking God, they're blaming Paul. Did you know that you block the blessing of God when you play the blame game in your life? When you start blaming what they did, what they didn't do. I'm working with one of my children who shall remain nameless, but y'all, this particular oldest child did something so funny. 
the other day, and I told him I was going to use it as an example, and he's almost a teenager, so I won't get to use him in my sermons much longer, but I can tell you now while he's 11. Elijah picked up this cup. On the, it was a cup, a frozen cup on the table last night, and he picked it up, and he was being silly because we were having fun because Holly was gone, and we were being boys, and I might have been playing the new Bruno Mars album, or it might have been Hillsong Worship. I don't really remember, but, but I picked up the uh, cup, and I was acting like I was drinking it, and he picked up the cup, and he did it like this, and the water went everywhere, and I swear to you that boy, Holly, I haven't even told you this yet. He sets the cup back down, and he says, why was there water in this cup? Exactly, because it's the cup's fault, son. It's not that you took the cup like that. No, it couldn't possibly be. It's the cup's fault. Me and Graham were laughing so hard. For the next 15 minutes, we were reenacting it. I got some video clips. Why was there water in there? Mad at the cup. Mad at the cup. Mad at the circumstance. Mad at the trial. Mad at the preacher. Mad at oh got quiet. Mad at the other Christians. See, I, I don't really I don't really care too much if I make you upset. I'm more concerned if I offend God by not challenging you to the level of the standard that He called you to. And I want to say that the blessing of God has been trying so hard to flow to some of you, but you keep blocking it. You keep blocking it because you, you blame others. You blame you, you even sometimes you blame your lack of giftedness for your lack of growth. Well, I'm just not that smart, or I'm just I'm just I'm just not that talented. That was Pastor Stephen Furtick, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Stephen Furtick Unblock It. You can also find out more information about him at his website, StephenFurtick.com, or his church website elevationchurch.com. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. The next two parts will be coming this week, and I will see you again tomorrow for Testimony Tuesday. God bless.